0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of OJO. Hi, Suzanne. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good this morning. We were just talking before we started recording about how little, working a little slow this morning, but the weather is crap here, so that's probably why.
0: I would imagine it is why, in my world it is anyway, but I do like a good rainstorm, but I like a rainstorm when it's warm outside, Mm -hmm. not when it's cold.
1: And it's cold this morning. I had to turn my heat back on this morning.
0: I don't think Rob's turned our heat back on. I'm in sweats, gloves, boots, (laughs) and a hat.
1: You're kidding. (laughs)
0: I am kidding, but (laughs) I am in
1: sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Yeah, I am too, actually, because it's definitely a stay-at-home kind of day for me, although I have to go to my store, but it'll be a stay-at-home day for most of my customers too. I think it'll be probably a very slow day.
0: So bad for my parents because they've organized this big spaghetti feed. So my mom's cousin and her husband make the most incredible spaghetti sauce. And along with that authentic Italian sauce, he makes these gigantic meatballs. So it would be right up your alley, but they have invited 16 people over thinking that they were gonna have the whole outside area Oh, to no. use, but not with rain, not with wind. So I'm sure there's a lot of disappointment going on and stress because my mom gets really stressed about stuff like that.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And yes, that is right up my alley because as you know, spaghetti with meat sauce is probably my number one go to comfort food. It's like in fact I might have to copy them and do that for dinner tonight because it's such a wet day. I just won't have 16 people that I have to entertain inside instead of outside.
0: (laughs) That's true. But you're probably licking your wounds about something else also. And (sighs) I do have to say that based on our last episode, we're going to have to call the bet we made a draw because of what has happened in your world. I know. Do you Um, remember what the bet was? I
1: don't. Hey, okay, I'm, I'm old. I'll just yeah, refresh. Yeah, yeah, remind me. I know we had a bet. I mean, I think that's pretty good that I remember that we bet something. I just don't remember what.
0: Okay, we did make a bet about whether or not you would actually enjoy the Bieber concert. Oh. And I bet a bottle of champagne against a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to call it a draw because, or we're going to have to shelve it until June 30th because why why Suzanne what happened
1: it's dumb luck it's dumb luck is what it is it's like when you're in traffic and you get behind the slow-moving truck or the slow-moving truck pulls out right in front of you it is dumb luck it is just and I actually think you maybe won the bet because (laughs) I was surprised At how disappointed i was and yes i was disappointed this is not just about my husband it's about me
0: (laughs) i will always take a win and i'm just gonna put it out there suzanne was it really dumb luck or did you kind of manifest it
1: (laughs) well maybe yeah maybe i put it out in the universe and that's what and then found
0: out that that's not really what you wanted to happen that you really were looking forward
1: to it i was and so, about a week ago, we started getting the email reminders from Ticketmaster that our Justin Bieber concert was good. I know last episode I talked about how we had VIP experience, but I didn't know the whole process, or maybe I just got an email for the process. We had our COVID test scheduled, you know, because we had to have negative COVID tests within 24 hours of the concert at $299 a pop, I might add. And we saw that that Justin canceled his Las Vegas concert because of COVID, which was on Sunday. (laughs) And our concert was supposed to be on Tuesday. And first they said it was band members. And then it came out that he had tested positive. And Jeff and I looked at each other and it's like, positive test on Saturday, there's no possible way. that concert's gonna go off on a Tuesday because you have to isolate for five days. (laughs) And sure enough, Monday night, we got the email that said his concert had been rescheduled for June 30th. Oh my gosh, well, first
0: of all, I want to send out healing vibes to Justin and his whole band because his health there and want him to get better. But yeah,
1: that's a real bummer. Yeah, well, and because both Jeff and I were so disappointed, I didn't even think about Justin and how he might be sick with COVID. And I was just like, okay, (laughs) of course, because disappointment turns to anger for me. That's how I deal with disappointment. And so I'm like, all right, so we have to jump through all of these hoops to get to the Justin Bieber concert. And turns out that we have to jump through all the hoops, but yet Justin Bieber gets COVID and we're toast. Everything that we have to do doesn't matter. We're out. And he'll get over COVID. He'll move merrily on to his next his next concert. And we're the ones that are screwed. <laughs> and I say this because I didn't want to have to get that 24-hour COVID test. I didn't want To deal with it, because you have to drive all the way down to South Scottsdale. You have to schedule the appointment. It costs $300 to get the test. You know, and then what if some by off chance, it's positive. Then you're out the money of the ticket that you paid for anyway. Then you had to go to the concert. And these are for the VIP experience. I don't think it was like this for everyone. But then you get there and you have to take another rapid covid test when you arrive (laughs) and i'm like okay seriously how in the hell did he even get covid with all of those precautions it had nothing to do with his concert or his fan base you know he probably picked up Covid at the super bowl party he was at (laughs) so anyway disappointment turns to anger for me little bitter little bitter
0: okay anger bitter yep how is jeff dealing with it
1: Okay. Well, last night Jeff was on the computer looking for tickets in other locations and he was supposed to play in LA tomorrow night um, because his concerts are every other day. So he was scheduled to play tomorrow night in LA. Well, he bumped it back to Friday and there are still tickets available in LA. And so Jeff looked at me and I looked at him and he said, do you think we should go? Let's just get in the car and go. And I think we possibly would have considered it had the weather not been so crappy. And we would probably run into snow if we drove. We didn't want to deal with flying. So we opted out. But
0: And it probably wouldn't have been the VIP experience. No, you probably would have, have been in
1: nosebleed. We would have. Yeah. The seats weren't that great, but yeah.
0: It but, would have scratched that itch and held you off until June. Right, right.
1: And then we were looking at other locations, like Tacoma, you know, we could fit in a trip to see our grandson because that's where he goes next. Seattle is his next stop, but that one sold out. So yeah, so we just had to deal with the disappointment, suck it up and move on. Well, you
0: could probably check eBay. I'm sure somebody's selling their tickets for (laughs) astronomical amounts. Okay, well, I'm
1: just gonna put this out there and no offense to Adele, But when we had tickets to Adele and she canceled at the last minute in Las Vegas, and she has not rescheduled that. And as someone said to me, our money for our tickets to Adele is in rescheduling purgatory. We have yet to be reimbursed for those very expensive tickets to Adele because she hasn't rescheduled. So they're not offering refunds. But we found out on the resale market there were people that spent thirty-five thousand dollars a piece for Adele tickets, and so therefore, I don't think I want to risk resale tickets because you're going to be out thirty-five grand. And we didn't even look up Justin Bieber. You know, that was just the Adele experience. That that's what the resale market was for her tickets. So it's a little risky to go down that road. Definitely in the time of um- COVID.
0: In the time of COVID. Let me ask you this question. So the concert now for Bieber has been pushed back to June thirtieth. Hopefully yes. it's an inside
1: venue. It is. It most certainly is. Because okay. that was my I first was just auction. thinking
0: how weather could yeah, <laughs> oh, weather could man. factor in there and make it a more miserable experience. I know. Than it would have been in February.
1: This whole process started as we have friends who also had tickets. They didn't have the VIP experience tickets, but they had good tickets. And Justin Bieber, unlike Adele, offered refunds right away. And they're taking their refund. They're taking their money because they said, you know, we down the road. It's a over a year tour. If they really want to go to Justin Bieber, they can find tickets somewhere else. So, yeah, they re- getting refunds for their tickets and because this has been almost two years now that we've waited for this concert because he had to cancel his first tour because of COVID. And now he is postponing concerts because of COVID. So yeah, I'm not going to look forward to it. I'm just going to backburner it in my mind.
0: Compartmentalize it because you do that so well.
1: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So there you have it. So this episode was going to be a great recap about Justin Bieber, and now it's not. So now it
0: can be maybe an episode about disappointment. I mean, that seems to be the theme that's running through here is what to do when you're feeling disappointed. We could spend an hour talking about disappointment.
1: I think so. And I think I've already touched on that, that how everyone deals with disappointment Differently. Disappointment turns to anger for me. For Jeff, disappointment turns into how can we make this better? (laughs) Or how can we fix this? So I think we all have different ways of dealing with disappointment. You tell me, how do you deal with disappointment?
0: Oh, I self soothe in some way if I get really disappointed. I (laughs) probably would be like, you deserve that piece of cake or you deserve (laughs) that bottle of wine or something that soothes and makes me feel much better.
1: I agree with that. When we found out the the concert was canceled, we did both pour ourselves a drink (laughs) to make ourselves feel better. So soothing is a definite coping mechanism to disappointment.
0: Do you remember the first time you ever experienced disappointment in the way that like, you can recall it? I mean, I'm sure I can recall the first time I experienced it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's not the first time it happened. It's just what I remember.
1: I do remember it. I remember it vividly. You tell me your first experience and then I'll tell you mine.
0: Okay. Well, the first experience that I remember that I could actually put words to this is what disappointment feels like, is we were living in Colorado, I was probably middle school age, Mm -hmm. and it was a summer and we had a trip planned to Elitches, which was probably still is the amusement park in that area. And I had been looking forward to it for weeks. It was on the calendar, this is what we're gonna do and then we got up the morning we were supposed to go huge horrible rainstorm oh we had to cancel so we didn't get to go to elich's on that day and that is the first time i can remember actually feeling pity or disappointment or sadness about something that didn't happen that was supposed
1: to oh that's so sad and you know what that makes me think of is when my son eric the first time he was disappointed, we were driving from Boston to somewhere. I'm gonna say Washington, DC. It was after my brother's wedding in Boston or at Cape Cod. And it was in September and we were gonna stop at an amusement park, spend the day at an amusement park. And we had built the kids up to it. It was kind of how we were gonna get through the long drive. We were gonna spend a day at this amusement park. And because it was September, they closed during the weekdays and they were only open on weekends. And this was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So we couldn't, and we pulled up and it was closed. And oh my gosh, my, he might've been three or four. I don't remember how, oh, he was five. He was five and he was so disappointed. And to this day, it breaks my heart when I think about how disappointed he was um, that day. And it makes me cringe when I think about it.
0: Well, National Lampoon may have been onto something <laughs> when he talked about Clark Griswold going across the country to go to Wally World and it being closed. And just that intense disappointment that caused him to act irrationally and I know have and a fun adventure there all by himself.
1: <laughs> I know. And it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking because I think disappointment is one of those emotions that is truly the most heartbreaking of emotions other than grief. I mean, it's just devastating when you you're looking forward to something so much and it's taken away from you, you know, on a dime. It's just ah. and it's completely out
0: of your control. I would say that there was so much disappointment and I'm sure the whole world can agree when COVID started shutting things down. And all the things that were on the schedule just fell off. And then you're like, now what do I do? And I did really find those things to self-soothe then. (laughs) I ate a little more. I drank a little more, probably put on the weight to show that disappointment, which made me even more disappointed in myself because I lost my discipline.
1: But Yeah, I know. Well, you know, and it's interesting, although when it happened with COVID, I held out hope because I kept thinking when COVID started, I kept thinking, there's no way, this is all going to end before, because one of the first things that disappointed me was the cancellation of March Madness because we had plans to go and, and we were like, there is no way they can cancel March Madness. There is no way. And when they canceled it, I was like, I was in shock. I mean, there it was more shock than disappointment because it's like, how can this even be
0: crazy? And we're still dealing with the after effects of COVID and the disappointment it's caused every I step know, of the way. I know all the events taken away. I just can't even imagine the disappointment of the class of twenty twenty. I had oh. a nephew graduating that year. They just didn't get to walk. In what universe? Does somebody not get the opportunity to celebrate graduation by having a, you know, big ceremony?
1: I know. Well, and it happened to both a niece and a nephew. My niece was graduating from Gonzaga and she got cheated out of her graduation ceremony. I had a nephew graduating from high school and he got cheated out of his prom, out of his graduation, although his school did a wonderful what virtual graduation. Not the same, but it was truly spectacular. So that's good. But I'm going to go back to the first memory I have of disappointment. And I think I was seven. And we had gone to see my Uncle Paul and Aunt Kathy, who were living in St. Louis, Missouri at the time. And my dad, we drove to Missouri from Indiana You know, I don't know how long it takes, eight hours probably, and those long road trips. And my dad had promised me a train ride back to Indiana, to home, after our visit. And the day before we were supposed to get on the train, (laughs) my dad said the train was canceled or it was sold out or something. And I remember bursting into tears. I was so disappointed. And I'm sure it broke my dad's heart that he couldn't, because they had really built up this train. And it was just going to be, I think just my dad and I, and I think my mom and my siblings were staying on in St. Louis. I can't remember. But I do remember that first feeling of true disappointment.
0: And yeah, I'm feeling so bad. I don't even know what to say to that because... there are so many levels there of disappointment, your level. And then as you said, your dad's level because he couldn't deliver and he knew you were looking forward to it. So in that moment, when he explained it to you, did that help at all? No. Or did you did he distract by doing something else or it just was what it was? No,
1: I think he just let me have my raw moment of disappointment. and And there's really nothing he could do. And I was seven, from a seven-year-old's vantage point. There's nothing to fix disappointment. It is what it is. End of the world. End of the world. Yeah. From a seven-year-old, you know, you haven't learned how to process disappointment yet. And to his dying day, my dad probably regretted that, even though it was completely out of his control. He regretted that. And he kind of liked the amusement park with my son. Every time it was brought up, it was probably brought back that pang of disappointment.
0: Absolutely. I was going to ask, when you experienced disappointment all the way back then, did
1: that also come with anger? Yes, it did. Actually, now that you mention it, it did. I think that's how I process disappointment. I think disappointment is a form of grief. I think you're grieving something that you were looking forward to and you have to process it somehow. And <laughs> I process it with anger. I
0: process it, yeah, just with su- finding something else, a distraction, something to make me feel a little bit better in the moment.
1: Well, and well, and I was going to say, I guess now as an adult, with when I'm disappointed, I will treat myself to something. Like I'll go buy myself something that I wouldn't have... Bought myself otherwise. Or I'll go find a slot machine to sit behind and you know, just something that just gets my mind off of it that makes me feel better.
0: Distractions are wonderful, and there's so many of them that can be found. Just what fills your heart up, I guess, is what or where you should go. So thinking about disappointment even further, I mean, there's so many different ways to be disappointed. And I'm just wondering which way would be hardest for you? Like if you disappoint yourself, would you consider that the worst type of disappointment? If a person, or another individual disappoints you, would you say that was the worst kind of disappointment or like an event being canceled or something completely out of your control that you were looking
1: forward plans changed? That's a really good question. And you know, I think the worst disappointment for me is when I realize I have disappointed someone else. Because Yeah,
0: I'm not a huge fan of that either. Yeah, because,
1: (laughs) you might laugh, because I think of myself pretty much as, (laughs) this is so stupid to even say out loud, but pretty much as close to perfect as I can be. (laughs) I'm just gonna put that out there. When I do things, I never do anything, or I never try to do anything that, would purposely hurt or disappoint or let someone else down I usually have a well-meaning motivation behind my actions and so when I realize that I've disappointed someone it I always feel like it's either misunderstood or it was totally unintentional on my part and it makes me feel like crap (laughs) I just and Yeah, so what about you? What's your worst type of disappointment? Well,
0: I would say I hate doing something where I'm disappointed in myself. And that can be disappointed in myself because a disappointment for somebody else, or I let someone else down, I let myself down, I didn't follow through. All of those, cringeworthy completely and I don't go into, when I'm dealing with that kind of disappointment, I don't go into self-soothing. I go into Mm. (laughs) self-hate. And I know the other day we were talking about worst-case scenarios. I kind of go down that dark road of just berating myself. Nobody ever can be as cruel to me as I can be to myself or on myself I'm very tough on myself so yeah that that is the worst kind i i don't like yeah. letting myself down or other people down
1: yeah i mean i really understand that and i have to agree with you i guess for me it's like i don't recognize in myself that i'm disappointing someone else until it's been pointed out to me and that's why i think that's the difference between maybe you and i and how we deal with disappointment because you recognize it in yourself much quicker than i would recognize it in myself again it goes back to that i'm not trying to do anything wrong but when i've disappointed someone else i definitely go down that rabbit hole right there with you i'm i'm it's a slippery slide right and it's a double edged sword too because
0: being so self aware I do at times take on, I'm an empath, so I also take on if somebody else has created the disappointment, I turn it back on myself like I'm part of the problem and I take on a lot of other
1: people's crap. Oh, that is- Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me in a very abstract sort of way. Let me see if
0: I can think of an example. Like if somebody- disappointed me in some way Mm -hmm. said something negative about me that I heard from somebody else Uh so it's grapevine it's two degrees of separation or whatever but I hear this thing immediately instead of getting mad at that person I start getting mad at myself like are you like that? Do you do that? And go through that whole self-awareness thing and try to take some of the blame for something I wasn't even responsible for saying. And might've been a misunderstanding on their part, but I do take on
1: other people's stuff. That makes, I mean, I- Does that and, explain it back? Yes, it does. It, better I understand or... it. No, I understand what you're saying. And I think, in my opinion, we all have to face that to some degree. And I think it's part of growing up and part of maturity to be able to come to terms with that kind of disappointment and letting go of that kind of disappointment, because it's really false disappointment. It's really, you've created this for yourself. And that's just being a very sensitive, caring, loving person. And I think you personally, how I know you, you have gotten much better at being able to take a situation like that and breaking it down and saying, no, I'm not responsible for this. You know, this isn't on me. But I think that just speaks to your compassionate, caring personality.
0: Oh, I really appreciate that because I have been working very hard. So it's nice to see that somebody's noticed on just being self-aware, but releasing what isn't mine. Because being compassionate being caring being able to see all shades of gray which is how i view the world if somebody comes to me and shares their viewpoint i can be like okay i get where you're coming from and i can have compassion for you in that minute or moving forward but the problem with that is people take advantage of that they think you're too nice they think you're weak they think you're deserving of whatever they throw at you. And so I've been really working hard not to be the target of that and setting boundaries. And so I appreciate you saying that.
1: Well, good. I feel like we've accomplished something good today.
0: (laughs) I know because talking about disappointment, I thought it would be a little bit more upbeat. Why why would I think talking about disappointment would be upbeat? But I thought we could make it a little bit upbeat and share like some stories, but it does kind of weigh heavy just thinking about that. It just all comes together and it's like, oh yeah, disappointment. Well,
1: I think that speaks to how strong of an emotion disappointment is, because I, I think it's such a strong emotion that... When you go back to those stories that are now funny or that we might be able to give put some perspective on, you still get that pang of disappointment. It comes back that fast. <laughs> I do have a good story though that you were involved in, where I was um, oh disapp- okay where I was truly truly disappointed. I was thinking about this when we decided this conversation and. It has to do with Jeff, and he was trying to do a really good thing for me. He was trying to... Oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) I know. He wanted to surprise me. He was really proud of my accomplishment when I finished my interior design school. And he thought the best thing he could do is bring all of my kids and their spouses together in Arizona and have this huge celebration for my accomplishment. But in the meantime, you and Rob and mutual friends of ours had invited us to go to Napa right after I finished my class. And I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to love this. And then you backed out. You called me or you texted me and you said, hey, this trip isn't going to work. I'm really disappointed. And I was like, "Ugh." I'm so disappointed, but it turns out that Jeff had called you and said, hey, we can't go to Napa because I have a surprise planned for Suzanne, (laughs) and so then I found out that you guys really did go to Napa, (laughs) and I was stuck in Phoenix with my family, missing out on Napa, and it was so disappointing. (laughs) And you apologized. You, were not the... you apologized profusely to me. You kept saying, I didn't want to do it. I really wanted you to go to Napa. I really didn't want to disappoint you. <laughs> and I knew that was true. And I knew you were just helping Jeff out to fulfill his his surprise for me, which could be why I still don't like surprises.
0: It could be. And I will tell you, we were all struggling <laughs> so much with having to keep it quiet to the point where like, do we post anything on Facebook? Do we do this? Do we do that? And finally, after your family arrived, I think you maybe called and said, are you guys in Napa (laughs) or something like that? But you did find out, but. I'm not rubbing oh. it in, but there are a lot of fun stories from that trip that
1: oh. unfortunately I don't get to share with you. Well, I mean, no. I've shared oh. them, but you don't get to experience. I know. And there's nothing worse than, which I which I, am the first to admit I am totally guilty of doing myself, is when you're sitting at a table and all of a sudden a trip that you haven't been part of comes up and four of the people at the table of six are talking about their experience on that trip and you feel totally left out you're like well i wouldn't know because i wasn't there and i'm i am 100 percent guilty of doing that myself it's like i can bring up a memory and it doesn't matter who's at the table and i'm leaving them out i'm closing them out of the conversation by talking about an experience that i found you know that's a fond memory but yeah and every time that Napa trip comes up, that pang of disappointment comes right back to me. It's like, dang it! <laughs> but yeah. all of that being said, that it was it was wonderful to have my kids here. My husband had hired a professional photographer to take picture family pictures of us in the desert, you know, behind our house, and those photos are fabulous. And it was worth it wasn't worth it giving up the trip to Napa. It wasn't worth that disappointment, but it was still a great trip i mean it was a great experience that jeff had planned so i'm not gonna i won't bemoan it any longer but that was truly one of the biggest disappointments of my life
0: yeah i'm thinking of the trip to auberge that you missed the dinner there which was fabulous and then rob coming up with or us coming up with the name of rob being the human dump bucket You know, with the why, because he never wanted us to pour out that last little bit. And so he would make like a maritage or something with everybody's leftover wine just because it, well, it was before COVID and probably wouldn't right. do it now but <laughs> and yeah, it was right. only with the people in the group it wasn't random strangers but it, right. yeah that was a fun trip yeah, I'll, I'll change I, the subject though because yeah, I don't want to get it's you like, yeah, fired up
1: yeah case in point it's like oh bring up that that whole trip again that I wasn't a part of I could have been a part of it but I wasn't <laughs> But that's okay.
0: And I'll just say, I did feel a pang of disappointment the other day talking to you also, because... Oh,
1: careful, though. Don't ruin anything.
0: <laughs> oh, March Madness. Oh, I know. And the fact we were supposed to meet there on March 16th in Vegas, that's what we always do the night before. I know. And due to another scheduling conflict, you now will not arrive till the 17th. And I had set up a wonderful dinner on the 16th. I know. And I was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. This is usually our hype night where we go out and we just get excited about it and strategize. And I know. Such a bummer.
1: It is such a bummer. It is. So totally disappointing, but, but it's not because we're still going to get there. We're still going to have fun. We're, we have the rest of the weekend, but that Wednesday, I don't remember what day the brackets are, but I think we turn in brackets and place our bets on Wednesday
0: and Rob always places his bets on Thursday morning for that day. And then on Friday morning for that day. And he studies, man. The guy is he so does. good at that stuff. He is. And was it last time we went to March Madness you decided you go on into betting together? Mm-hmm. And then, is that what, what the strategy was?
1: I think I was just shadowing him. Yeah, I was basically doing whatever he did. So, yeah. Well, that's a good way to go because he knows what he's doing.
0: He does. He spends a lot of time researching it and looking at stats and listening to stories and what's going on with the different schools. And may I just throw this out there? Because this reminds me of a basketball game recently in which the Michigan coach punched another coach. Or oh, hit. I guess I he slapped know. him. I don't think it was a punch. I think it was a slap. But hey, wait, when did that become okay? I know. What is that about? I mean, seriously? <sighs> yeah, I know that when you're in a bad mood and somebody puts their hand on you, you might feel like slapping them, but you don't.
1: Right. Well, and and it was over something so stupid, what I heard. I don't know if it's true, but it was over because he was ticked that the other coach called a timeout. It's like, okay, seriously, get over it. <laughs> It's like let's not exactly get, yeah let's not get carried away. But what I love about that is that I saw it was Michigan and I thought of Rob because I know that Michigan is his team. And I love I love knowing things like that about people. I love knowing to the point where oh Michigan that's Rob's team and it makes me think of Rob and I love that.
0: And it put a smile on your face even though it was around pure chaos. I know, I know. So let's see, something else that disappointed me recently is we were listening to ESPN in the car because frustration, I'm driving, but Rob always takes control of the radio. But anyway, Mm -hmm. listening to ESPN in the car, and they were talking about old naked people. (laughs) And I don't remember what the context was, because I just heard those words, old naked people. Mm. And I could think that's probably me now. That's probably what people think of me, even though my mindset doesn't go to the fact that
1: I'm old. I know. I'm old. And you're not old, comparatively speaking, but I understand, I understand. (laughs) And I have been fighting this every single day of my life, this year, since I realized that this is the year that I turned 60 and I'm just putting it out there. I've been avoiding saying it out loud because I was hoping it would go away, but it's not going to. I'm going to turn 60 this year, and I cannot get over that. There's no way around it. I am old. I am old. Turning 60 makes me old. (laughs) And 60 was old when my parents turned 60, and so I get what you're saying.
0: But think of all the experience you have in those years and all the lessons that it's pretty recall. I know I'm flipping the script right now because as I was approaching 50, I had many of those days and I couldn't concentrate on the positives. It was just the number. Right. And it, that's all it is. It's just a number. And the 50 of today is different than the 50 of 30 years ago or so. And we kind of talked about that when we talked about sex
1: in the city and the Golden Girls, I think. I, we did. We did talk about that. And- but i have a feeling that this is going to be an underlying a conversation that i come back to over and over again and it's surprising to me because i honestly can say i did not feel that way when i turned 50 i don't really remember ever having an issue with turning 50 and for whatever reason and i did it to myself yesterday i went Buy Chicos. Well, Chicos is right next to my store, and I. How do I even process this stuff? Where I said like, yeah, I'm old enough to shop there now, and it's like that's how I thought about it in my head. That's and when it comes out of my mouth, that's like, oh well, yeah, I guess I'm. I there's no stopping it. I can shop there now. I'm I'm officially old. No one's gonna look at me like ooh, she's dressing too old for her age. Nope, I'm not. I'm gonna be sixty. I'm old. Wow. You are bringing it down again. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> but I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not nervous or scared about turning 51 or dreading it, but 50, that was big. So anyhow, our age, we've thrown it out there, how we're coping with it. But maybe we should just throw hours that we're accepting of where we're at Because we've earned those years and those wrinkles.
1: (laughs) You're right. We've earned those years and those wrinkles. Although I did just spend an enormous amount of money on eye cream to help get rid of those wrinkles. (laughs) The beauty business. They
0: have it all together.
1: Yep. I'm not the only one out there.
0: (laughs) Okay. No, definitely not. Well, I know that we are experiencing a huge mic delay and I'm starting to get frustrated with it and I know you are too. So we can go ahead and wrap this episode up. But before we do, just because I want to leave it on a funny note, I'm going to share a joke with you and it doesn't require you to, to answer or say anything just to laugh at the end of it, even though it might be a delayed laugh. Okay. Okay. So here's the joke. A waiter asks a gentleman how do you like your steak, sir? And the gentleman says, like winning an argument with my wife. And then the waiter replies, rare it is. So I just thought that was a funny way. I don't know if it was lost in transition <laughs> or, yeah, transition uh, or trans- translation. it was the right word?
1: Translation.
0: In translation. That's right. Lost in translation. It might've been, but yeah. If you didn't guess. Yeah. Still (laughs) funny. Because winning an argument with your wife is rare.
1: Yep. Okay. Good joke to end on.
0: (laughs) Well, with the delay, this has got me all freaked out. So with all that shared and trending away from being disappointment and embracing the beauty, I'm just gonna say cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.